welcome to the Do It Like a Mother podcast. I'm Charlie and this is Claire. Hi. Um, and today we are going to be talking about um, the first three months um, with our babies, if we can remember. I cannot remember much, but I will share what I can. Do It Like a Mother. That's the same with a lot of people actually. It always goes in such a blur, doesn't it, those first three months? Yeah. Like I remember I have memories with Ted. It was nearly ten years ago. But um I like for example, I we took him on the tube. I think in my brain, in my head, that he was like two weeks old because there was a woman on the tube that like told us that we shouldn't have brought him on the tube and it was a really bad thing to do because he was so young. And he'd got all the covers on the pram and everything. Um, and I was thinking, oh, I must have been about two weeks old, but my mum came to stay with us and I remember going for a walk with her and she only came the week after he was born. And I remember going for a walk with her and her saying to me, Charlotte, because she's the only person who calls me Charlotte, stand up straight. You're walking like an old woman. You have to stand up straight. And I was thinking, well, when we went into London, I could walk perfectly fine. So it must have been like a good few weeks after that so we can't have been two weeks old when we went on the tube we must have been like four or five or six weeks old I don't know so I have all these memories but I think they're all jumbled like they're not in the correct order yeah I, I do actually remember the first time I took Ollie out like we I remember I was it was probably about two or three days after I've had Ollie and um my husband Al said to me we really you really need to get out like not not as in, you know, go for a marathon. I might even be the day after. He said, let's just go for a walk around the block because it's really important that you get moving again. And I knew that I wanted to get moving. Um, but at the time we lived up this massive hill. If anyone in Lee knows Church Steps, um, down by St. Clement's Church uh, between, um, between the Broadway and Old Lee, I used to live halfway up there. Um, and so even and our buggy, we thought we'd get an off-roader because it would be good for going up and down the cobbles didn't anticipate it being so heavy especially after we had a baby uh, so got up to the steps obviously Al I didn't have to pull the buggy I just walked but um got up to the top and walked down around the broadway walked around like Retchley Grove and he got only got about a quarter of the way so I got back to library gardens and I said I can't do this anymore let's go back um yeah so I remember that first walk and then I remember my first outing when I went to see my NCT friends and I was trying to put this, but I knew I couldn't get the buggy up the, the steps by myself. So I thought, I'm going to try the sling. But Ollie needed to be fed beforehand. He was screaming because he wanted to feed. I remember Al's parents just turned up and I just had my boob out and I was just like, he won't feed. Um, because I think he could sense that I was stressed about going out by myself yeah. for the first time. Um, then I tried to put him in the sling. I couldn't get him in the sling because I just couldn't, didn't have enough hands. It was a stretchy sling and I was like, I can't do it. I could do this when I was pregnant. Now I can't do it. And I was getting all flustered. Got up to the top, got to a coffee shop at the top of the um, hill and just burst into tears. Walked in, just burst into tears. My friends were like, oh my God, are you okay? I was like, I don't know. I can get the baby in the sling. Um, so yeah, it was, uh, I remember that. Um, I yeah. remember being like, being stressed about, where I was going to stop and feed Ted. Like after a few months, I'd just feed him anywhere. But those first few weeks, I was like having to time when I would be in a place where I could sit and feed him comfortably. 
yeah. Which meant we always end up going to the same places all the time. But I was pretty good at, um, I'd got a buggy with like the massive, massive wheels so that I could bump him up and down the tube steps. Yeah. <laughs> I had that's, to. Why, that's why we got an off-roader, so I could bump, bump him up and down the steps. But I, I wasn't thinking it was going to be a way about 20 tonnes. You expect people to help, like, yeah, people generally stop and help, but it's always when you've got loads of stuff that no one helps you. Yeah. Like the number of times, like in rush hour especially, that I've been, like, needed to get up the steps of the pushchair, and like no one stops. And it's like, well, thanks. Although, you know, they're not obligated to, but you would have thought, you know, the bit of Or standing up when you need to breastfeed, like if I was on the train and I was like, oh my God, it's quiet, I need to feed him and just no one would stand up to let me. But then, you know, maybe that's my own fault for, for going on busy trains. Well, it's not your fault at all, you know, it needs <laughs> to be done. It's it. When you live in London, especially, kind of, that's, that's part of life, isn't it? Yeah, what I guess. Can you have that going on the, on the tube or even on a bus? I had this push chair we had was stupidly wide. So I very rarely went on the buses because it was difficult to get it down, up and down the middle. Um, we kept the same push chair actually for when I had Frankie. And I completely forgot how wide it was and annoying to get up and down the buses. Mm. So it wasn't long before we just bought one of the umbrella ones. Foldy. That, yeah, foldy up ones. I mean, with Frankie, because I'd got Ted, so she was born, she was supposed to be born in the beginning of September. So she was supposed to be born, I think it was the week after Ted had gone back to school, but actually was, she was born the week before. So we had like a few days and then had to school then. Mm. So yeah, with, with Frankie, I was up and going the next day and like ready, getting us all ready out the door to take Ted to school. So it was really different with her because well, I had to get going. I didn't have the luxury of kind of just staying at home. And she was in like a proper routine by the first week because she had to be so that she wasn't distressed on the school run because I hadn't managed to feed her yet or anything like that. I think um, so many people say that about their second children, that their second child though, their second baby, that, um, you know, the first, everything is about them because that's the, the only thing that you've got to think about. But actually, when you have the second, it becomes yeah. more about actually you have to fit into the first child's life or you know our life you have to the baby has to adjust to your life yeah exactly and like even like sleeps in the afternoon like she'd go to sleep at like midday or half 12 and she'd sleep for a couple of hours and I'd be like sometimes if she slept a bit longer I'd be like come on we've got to get up because we've got to go and get Ted from school yeah <laughs> you have to get up now and like having to wake her up to go and get him and stuff it's sad but she got used to it. She's a, she's a tough little cookie. Yeah, she still is a tough little cookie, isn't she? I remember, I remember one of the hardest things, I think, about having Ollie was that my mum and my sister both moved. So my parents lived about 40 minute drive away and my sister lived in London. So she was only about 40 minutes on the train away, 44, pretty about an hour on the train away. Um, so we had, they kind of crammed all their visits into the first kind of month and then they both moved. So my parents moved to Norfolk. So they were now three, three and a half hours drive away. My sister drive, uh, moved to Liverpool. So <laughs> five hours away. 
four or five hours away. Uh, so suddenly my whole support network just completely disappeared yeah. after a month. Apart from obviously my NCT friends, I didn't really have many friends around here then. Uh, and I had my husband's family, but it was just, that was like the biggest, that's the thing that sticks out most. I remember that I had all these visits. You know, my sister would come once a week. My parents would come every weekend to visit. And then suddenly nothing. Yeah. I felt, I felt so alone, I think. And I think that was what I really struggled with. Although I had my friends when I was kind of breastfeeding in the night or expressing in the night. Um, and just around generally when there was a disaster like you know a punami the good old punamis <laughs> yeah. uh, but i felt like there was no one really that close from my side of the family to help me uh, yeah. so i struggled with that i, mean, I never i've never lived close to my mum after i left home at 18 like i've always lived quite far away from her so when we had ted so gary actually only took one week of paternity because after a week, he felt like a spare part. <laughs> like he couldn't, because I was breastfeeding, so I felt he couldn't do anything. And like, I hadn't, I, I was expressing, but it wasn't like, it hadn't fully, my milk hadn't fully come in then. So it wasn't like I had an abundance of it, a tiny little bit in the bottom of the bottle. But, um, so he went back to work after a week because he felt like a spare part. And then my mum came to stay, um, I think for just a week, possibly. Can't it would have been longer because we were in a small flat at that point in East London. So, yeah. And then after that, I mean, I take trips into central London to take him um, into the BBC to some friends there. Mm. But yeah, like there wasn't really, I didn't really have that many people around. I started going to the Shore Start centres yeah. and going to as many things there. So we did absolutely every like little thing that they had going there. Um, sing and sign like I ended up being we ended up being the only people in the signing class yeah <laughs> maybe mass art we did every class. class yeah like the whole lot and there was a question there as well so all the bits I could do without that were without him so like I am I managed to get a like signing qualification not that I can remember any of it now but I got a signing qualification because he could go into the crash there for like half an hour of every class so, and then they, yeah, so I've got a certificate, but a long time ago now. You've got more thanking. qualifications than anyone I know. You've got <laughs> qualification in everything. I'm just one of those like eternal learning, like I'm always learning something and then I'll go for like two months and I'm like, oh, I need something else that I'm bored. <laughs> and like, I need something to fill my time again. But yeah, with Frankie, because of a school, it was just straight away out for coffees and stuff with all my mum friends from school so very very different actually in terms of support I mean mm. the fact that I could throw Ted across the road to one of my friends who lived opposite us when I was not going into labour no I didn't actually throw him <laughs> could have though out the window <laughs> she was that close um but yeah the fact that that was possible I didn't have to rely on my mum coming from Sheffield or you know my dad coming from Sandhurst or Gary's um, parents coming, uh, mum coming from Chichester, like we're not close to anybody, like at least two hours from any kind of family. I don't remember feeling lonely or anything like that with Ted. I think I'm a bit of a loner myself anyway. I was quite happy to just get on with it. 
talk to him. Maybe that's why I'm crazy, like just constantly talking to this baby. That <laughs> I think probably if I hadn't have had that support in the first place, it would have been a bit different. Mm. Because I can't, I got used to it and I got used to having people around. That's true. Um, and my and Al's brother and sister both had kids before us. So, I mean, they were around, but they were, you know, they're quite busy too because they had two kids each both of them had two kids Ollie's the Ollie was the last the last child of the family yeah. and so I didn't really want to burden anyone I felt I felt like I was a bit of a not a bit of a burden but I felt like I really didn't know what I was doing even though I went to NCT classes Ollie was the last actually to be born out of all my NCT friends too mm-hmm. I knew that all my my NCT friends were quite busy with their babies and, and everything I didn't really want to trouble anyone with anything yeah. everyone else was busy sort of thing so yeah, it was a very odd time. Um, it is weird though, isn't it? Like with Frankie, I got to like, I think three or four months in and I thought, oh, I should probably start going to classes with her. <laughs> so I did baby massage and then did like a baby sensory. Um, yeah, I think it's really weird, isn't it? The main things I remember from those first three months were having to get out and start walking again. Like you were saying, like... I didn't have a choice with Frankie because I had to go on school and stuff, but with Ted, that kind of, like, you really should get up and stop moving around now instead of sitting on your bum all day or shuffling around <laughs> looking after baby. Um, and, yeah, and just getting out and meeting people again and, and kind of trying to navigate a world with a with a baby and trying to time everything. And, and it taking forever to get out of the door because what? they do just as you leave. Yeah, you just think, why did it take me so long to do anything? Like with retrospect, you kind of forget. And I do think you forget all the bad bits. So, that, I mean, or you forget the details. So everything is kind of a sweeping thing. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. uh, there, there, some, now and again, I just remember a tiny little thing that Ollie used to do. So he used to have this hand clenching thing. I was like, oh, should I get that checked out? It's a bit weird. Oh, no, sorry, it's like knocking. He did like this with his, 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 his hands. From the day he was born, he would do this weird yeah. knocking thing. And then uh, projectile vomiting. There was so much vomit in those first three months, I think. And every uh, rash. I always remember every little pimple and rash. Yes. I was like, oh! Yes, because he was so covered he's in rash. I was talking to the doctors and they said, oh, it was just eczema. Let's put this cream on. So I did. Well, it was Frankie, the second one. Like, she's got, um, like, a little rash all over her tummy today. I was like, yes, he rash is fine. Like you just use second. It's just like, oh, okay. if he's not gone in the next two or three hours, I'll pay a bit more attention to it. But and yeah, dummy, it, it's gone within an hour. So I was like, it's fine. It's heat rash. <laughs> and his dummy that he wanted so desperately, but you'd have to hold it for him to make sure, he, for him to realise the dummy was his mouth so he could start sucking on it. It would just pop out and just... Oh, I do remember that has reminded me that about going to um, the registry office with Ted. So he was born in November. So I remember getting him all proper duffled up and like all his stuff was way too big. And him having a dummy in, he didn't really want like, he would suck on it for a little bit, but then he kind of transitioned to his thumb after a couple of weeks. And then um, having to wedge it in with his coat. So the, his coat was like just over his dummy to wedge it in. It stopped falling out. Yeah. Yeah, Frankie wouldn't take a dummy. As much as we tried, you had to hold it in her mouth. As soon as you let go of it, she'd spit it out. Mm. So she... 
you're trying to force force feed her a dummy yeah force a dummy in but she sucks the thumbnail as well which is you know in some respects great because they can't lose their thumb yeah but in other respects it's taken forever to get ted to stop sucking his thumb oh another thing i forgot about the first three months the weird noises baby babies make when they're first born oh the snuffling that snuffling just thinking is that normal and the weird breathing i remember lying there at night thinking oh is she, is she all right like That's really so listening cool. out it's just it's, it's actually like an animal isn't it it's yeah some really odd and whenever i see newborns now or hold newborns i just think oh yeah this is normal right any noises yeah yeah just kind of forget those little details of newborn yeah. babies and the smell oh the smell when we had frankie that was one of the things ted was just constantly coming up and sniffing her head Love and it. then after a while he's like oh she doesn't smell like a baby anymore <laughs> not interested not interested yeah <laughs> oh all those little things it'd be really nice to actually speak to some people who've got who are in that newborn stage yeah, absolutely to kind of get all those little reminders yeah. just the yeah. Reminders. so yeah if you if you have a newborn if you're in those first three months share with us some of the little things because you will forget them and i don't mean that in kind of a a negative uh, you know not in a negative way it's just so much happens and but and it's really true that babies grow up so fast and yeah. they pay they get all the other bits every day and you just forget so much because so much is happening and their routines, everything like their routines and everything is just constantly changing. Like, I remember thinking as well, like, oh, we've, we've got, we're settled into like a, a, a like like a loose routine for the day, and like literally three days later, it's like because ah, everything just changes completely. What happened? And that's just got that's just, um, and that's that's what I was gonna say about classes actually. So we all started going to classes, and it was fine when the babies were first born, but then gradually you'd see people drop out because it was right in the middle of nap time. Yeah. Because that's that's their, their routines change so yeah. much. That's one thing that really gets me about classes is that with Frankie, because I needed her to sleep at lunchtime so she wasn't then ratty when I went to get Ted and she'd be all right then from school to get Ted from school, that all the classes we wanted to go to were smack bang right when she I needed her to sleep oh. so like the rest of the day was generally happy <laughs> yeah. when she'd woken up yeah that is one thing that you, I think that's why we only ever did a couple of classes because I couldn't find anything else that I could go to that wasn't when she needed to sleep and I always remember like thinking right I need to have a little bit of sleep in the morning as I'm walking there so when we used to go baby sensory I used to drop Ted off and then I'd just walk and walk and walk and walk until she slept and then when I thought she was like in a really good sleep, I'd sit down on a bench anywhere, just randomly sat on a bench. And then as soon as she stopped moving again, I'd get up and start walking with the push chair again because I needed her to sleep so that then she she didn't cry. It was okay if she cried in the class, but kind of enjoyed it a little bit more. And I just yeah. didn't end up sitting in the corner feeding her or anything like that. <laughs> I, do, I do just feel like with your first, especially, obviously I can't comment on second, but everything becomes almost like trying to get into a routine just to almost fail and then beating yourself up that you failed. Yeah. And I think that that's something that, you know, we need to think about. Are we trying, and I'm not saying you shouldn't have a routine at all, because I think, you know, in some situations having a routine, like for your 
school runs and things that was really important yeah. um but it's so important not to beat yourself up when things don't go to plan yeah exactly because next week they'll change and that routine you've tried so hard to get your child into or your baby into will change next week so just kind of going with the flow a bit more and not beating yourself up not giving yourself a hard time i felt like at every every corner i was trying to fix a problem that wasn't really there uh, and fight fires i suppose yeah. i but guess because it's it's like it's all so new that you no one's really sure what they're supposed to do even when you do ncg classes and stuff like that like you're still not pre really prepared for having this tiny little thing that can't do anything that relies yeah. on you for absolutely everything like they come first like i, <laughs> I remember feeding ted and thinking oh my god he's going to leave and then like well I really need to go to Lee now. So do I just put him on the floor? Like or put yourself. Yeah, like what do I and I remember putting him down on his Yeah. I remember putting him down on the play mat, rushing to the toilet and like starting to hear him cry, thinking, come on, really, really quick, really, really quick, and then running back it, like everything just revolves around them. Like and so yeah, the pressure that you put on yourself in those first few months is quite immense, I think, because of this little human being relying you relying on you for absolutely everything it's quite scary when you think of it that way yeah and i think you know that and that yeah looking after yourself is one thing that completely goes out the window in those first three months but it shouldn't yeah. like it shouldn't because, it shouldn't and um, making sure you yeah and that kind of goes hand in hand with support i suppose i was talking about at the beginning kind of yeah. making sure you've got that support when you need it and making sure you don't forget about your own needs as well as your baby's needs I can't remember anything else in those first few months. No. no, they come to me at random times. <laughs> yeah. I suddenly say to my husband, oh, do you remember that? Do you remember when that we'll, happened? We'll finish this and I'll be like, ah, oh, all those things that I've yeah. forgotten. Absolutely. But no, if you if you would like to come and talk to us um, about your own first few months or you're in those first few months and you want to come and chat about what it's like and... Um, all those kind of firsts and all those little new things then please do let us know drop us an email um and yeah come and chat to us absolutely hi right then well as always it's always lovely to chat absolutely and then um, see you next time bye bye